Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WGR. Sports Radio 550. They head out into pass patterns. Josh, lots of time. Got a man wide open. Digs into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Stefan Diggs was wide open. Eight catches. That's not just talent. That's chemistry. That's production. And that's in the craziest season of all time. So if they're already hooking up eight times in one game now, what's going to look like in October, November? Jalen sets up deep. Takes a long look downfield. Going deep again. He's got a man wide open. John Brown, he makes the catch. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! John Brown from Josh Allen. <laughs> Touchdown, Bills. He doesn't look anything like he did coming out of Wyoming right now. I mean, he looks... Like a much better player. He's come a long ways here in the last couple of years. And it really shows in the way that he's playing the game right now. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Woo-wee! All right, everybody, welcome in. This is Nate Geary. You're listening to a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. It's brought to you by Runner's Roost. It makes a difference where you get your shoes by Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, the area's premier entertainment destination, and by Isaac Heating and Air Conditioning. When you need us, we'll be there. Well, welcome in, everybody. I'm excited. It is divisional round weekend, and uh, we've got a great slate of afternoon games today to bet if you're into that, which I am, and then tomorrow as well when the real pressure starts to kick in. I will say this, I I thoroughly enjoyed the Bills playing on Saturday last week. Get it out of the way early and have Sunday to kick your feet up and watch football. We will not be enjoying that same luxury this week. We will be stressing out today while we watch the other games, stress eat, you know, try to get our mind off of things. For me, I'm going to go to the golf dome. I'm just going to try to hit some golf balls, get some anger out that way and get some anxiety out uh, that way and uh, try to watch some games on the big screen and and so on and so forth. So we've got a um, a great group of guests here for you. And, of course, it's 10 a.m. What the hell is Nate Geary doing on my radio waves right now? It's a little early for him. I agree. It is a little early for me. Um, 10 to noon today. Uh, the reason being is the Sabres play at 1 p.m. today, and then we've got coverage of not just Sabres hockey here on WGR from KeyBank Arena from Keeping Center. Um, we also will have coverage of today's divisional round playoffs starting at 4.30 when um, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Tennessee. That'll be here on WGR starting at 4.30. Then at 8.15, the night game tonight on Fox. It's Green Bay. Again, Zach mentioned in the update there, going to be close to zero degrees tonight in Green Bay. Uh, they'll take on San Francisco. And um, yeah, so we've got a so- sort of a full day of sports coverage here on WGR. Uh, and to make a note as well, I'm on from 10 to noon. I will have uh, NFL Network's Mike Giardi join us at 10.30. Matt Perino is going to join us live from Kansas City at 11. And then ESPN's Ben Baby, he covers the Cincinnati Bengals. He'll join us at 11.30. Then I'll pass things over to Brian Koziel and Paul Hamilton at noon. They will have Sabres general manager Kevin Adams uh, promptly at 12.10 live on pregame. So, uh, it is about a good of a day for local sports, as you can imagine. We even bumped up Sports Talk Saturday an hour. So now you've got coverage here of Sabres hockey. We've got coverage here, and we'll we'll kind of walk you through all the games this weekend, including Bills and Chiefs, obviously, Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Of course, you can hear pregame coverage starting at 1 p.m. with me, Nate Geary, and Jeremy White for Buffalo Bills game day. We'll take you into the kick at 6.30, then Chopin Bulldog after the game, uh, and then I will close things off for the evening on the overtime show. So I'm excited. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about a Bills win. More importantly, it's sort of been the last couple of days. Um, I've sort of been almost uncomfortable about the amount of, 
Listen, I think the un, the the discomfort that I'm feeling is coming from the Bills absolutely routing the New England Patriots last week. There seems to be a lot of like leftover good tidings and good feelings about the Bills. People watching them do what they did against the number two passing defense in the league. I I said this after the game. Uh, I was at the game in the broadcast booth and watching that game live made me feel. Um, well, first of all, you could leave that game feeling like the Bills are for real. This is this is the Bills offense we had been looking to have. This was the Bills offense that if you could add to the number one defense, you have a potential Super Bowl winner. Not just, you know, a team that could win the AFC, but an actual Super Bowl winning team. And, you know, I, I maybe want to caution people. I'm not sure if I want to take as much out of the Bills offense in last week's game as I want to maybe take out for what the Patriots' defense is. I, I just think the Patriots' defense is not as good as people thought that they were. I think the Patriots' defense is not as good as the numbers dictate. And I think a, a, a big part of that is the the competition they play. And this is sort of the reverse argument, right? People want to say, well, the Bills' defense really isn't that good because they haven't played very many very good quarterbacks, right? They played Patrick Mahomes, and they walled Patrick Mahomes. Four total turnovers, two interceptions, including a pick six against Patrick Mahomes in that Week 5 matchup. Yes, uh, it was a different Chiefs team at that point. <clears throat> But ultimately, you look back at the Patriots' defense, they, did not, they didn't also beat anybody. The big difference is the Bills dominated teams that were bad. They dominated the Houstons. They dominated the Atlantas, the Carolinas of the world, right? Like, they dominated those offenses. They made Davis Mills look like he should be selling insurance in a couple of weeks after that game. Instead, Davis Mills is the same quarterback that played against the New England Patriots that had Nick Casero over the headset of now-fired David Culley telling him to purposely lose to his old boss. So you tell me who the fraudulent team is. If you're going to apply the standard to this Bills defense and say, you know, the Bills defense just isn't that good. They haven't beaten anybody. The quarterbacks they faced are crap. Well, they crushed those teams. Their average, their lowest margin of victory in their wins this season is 12 points. They beat teams when they win by 12 or more points. Not They don't just take care of business. They don't win close games. They blow out the opponent. And usually defensively, they make their quarterback look pedestrian. They made Matt Ryan, who by all accounts is not the same Matt Ryan that we are all accustomed to seeing. He's not the 28-3 Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl. He is a, you know, at this point in his career, you know, probably a shell of himself, but he's a three, 38, 4,000-yard passer, almost 30 touchdowns this year. Let me double-check that. I'm pretty sure that's what I thought. I should, I should just check that before I, before I throw out that he threw for 4,000 yards. Okay, yeah, he, he threw for 3,900 yards and 20 touchdowns, and he threw for like a buck 30 against the Bills. Zach Wilson comes off a game, his best career game the week prior against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right, one of the best defenses in the league, at least against the run. Zach Wilson has one of his best games of his career. He throws for 84 yards the following week in Week 18 against the Bills defense, which, by the way, basically 40 of that came on one play. So I just I think the standard and what we want to talk about from last week should be maybe be less about how hot or how good the Bills offense is playing and maybe more so about the Patriots' defense simply was not as good as, A, the numbers dictated, and, B, people made them out to be. I don't think they're the number two passing defense in the league. I think Josh Allen proved that last week in his performance. I Ultimately, where I'm sort of getting to on this is your overall confidence level about this Bills team going into this game. I think it's very clear, it's very obvious, it's been over-talked about. These two teams, the Bills and the Chiefs, they are markedly different than they were in Week 5. People want to talk about these two teams and ask you what's different from the playoffs last year in the AFC Championship game. And I think the mark of a really good team is their ability to pivot in season. Finding something that doesn't work, change, adapt, get better, and turn into the team that you're supposed to be. The Kansas City Chiefs at 3-4, and four, the Bills, who lost to the Jaguars this season, both were able to pivot at, at, at critical parts of the season to become the team that they were sort of predicted to be. And I think those are the marks of A, good franchises, B, really good coaches that aren't too proud to change what they do midseason to make their teams better. And C, they have elite-level quarterbacks that are able to transcend the game, put the team on their back, and do things other quarterbacks in the league aren't able to do. We are on tap to watch, hopefully, one of the greatest quarterback matchups 
based on their week prior, I kept, I kept mentioning this. Everybody wants to talk about the individual games that Patrick Mahomes had. Five touchdowns, 400 yards, basically in 12 minutes last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. People want to talk about Josh Allen's performance, as they should. 60 yards rushing, 300 yards passing, five touchdowns against the, the New England Patriots on Saturday night. When you combine them, it is the most impressive combination of combined passing and rushing numbers by two quarterbacks facing off against each other ever. 700 yards combined, 10 total touchdowns over 100 yards rushing between the two last week. Those two are quote-unquote facing off. I know the quarterbacks don't actually play against each other, but they do in, in, in a sense. And I think about this matchup and I think about a lot of things. I think about, you know, the Bills defense probably being a little bit better, but they're without Trey White this time. There's no doubt the Kansas City defense is going to be better in this game. They have Chris Jones back who did not play in that week five game. They've got Willie Gay back who did not play in that week five game. They uh, they have Sneed, their starting corner, who did not play in that week five game. And let's just be honest with each other. This Chiefs team is a more confident group. Their defense is playing miles better. Their defense, at the time the Bills played them, were sort of in the middle of one of the worst runs in NFL history defensively. The Chiefs were scoring 35-plus points and losing. So these are two very, very different teams heading in to this game. And and I think that's what makes it exciting. It's what makes it hard to bet. It's what makes it hard to talk about is un- trying to understand or predict this game or prognosticate this game is really difficult based on the things that have changed in both teams the mindsets that the fan bases have about these teams. I think if you asked Chiefs fans after that Week 5 game, first of all, most of them would tell you they're worried about missing the playoffs. I think if you're the Bills fans that got to 4-1 and one after that game, that Steelers game was sort of an anomaly then at that point, right? That was that was an anomaly. The Jacksonville game hadn't happened yet. They The Tennessee game hadn't happened yet. And that Tennessee game did something to the psyche of this team. And I think it carried over for several weeks. It cost them a game in Jacksonville. And you look back, the Tennessee and Jacksonville games, really the Steelers game. Maybe we'll take out the Tennessee game because Tennessee's a good football team. As much as I hate them, they are the number one seed and they are a good football team. The Bills lose to the Steelers and they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two games they very clearly should have won. Likely costed them the ability to host this game. I think that's in the back of their minds. I think this window that the Bills are in, I I keep wanting to go back, and I, and I read this, um, I think it's Kevin Clark, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check this. I believe it's Kevin Clark, and I think he's of... Regardless, it's, it, it's irrelevant who wrote the article. Essentially saying the real hope for this game is that this truly is the next Brady and Manning matchup. Allen Mahomes is the next Brady Manning. And he sort of went through the list at no fault of the people making the takes on their own, right? Like, a lot of people have dubbed the next, you know, the next great quarterback matchup, right? The next two great quarterbacks. First, it was, you know, Russell Wilson... And Russell Wilson was supposed to be the next Manning. And Wilson has not made the Super Bowl since the Malcolm Butler interception. Aaron Rodgers, right? People have said, well, Rodgers is the next guy. Who's going to be the AFC? Who's going to be the other? Is it, is it going to be Wilson versus Rodgers in the next 10 NFC championship games? Nope. You know, is it going to be Cam Newton versus... Johnny Manziel, is it going to be, you know, and like you go through the list of of these quarterback matchups that you think about and the delicacy of a Super Bowl window should not be understated. The Bills find themselves in this window and I can't tell you with any level of certainty I couldn't have told you with any level certain that they'd be back here this year. They are. It's because their quarterback is playing at an unbelievable level. So is the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. And I think what people want to see from this game is a true measuring stick of Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. That's what people want to see. People want to see these two play like they did last week. Both play because here's the thing when when Josh Allen plays at his best at his peak and Patrick Mahomes plays at his peak I think the consensus is neither can actually be beaten 
When both of them play at their best, they are unstoppable, and you cannot beat them. Well, what happens when two immovable forces come together? What happens when Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both play their best football in a game against each other? What does that look like? Do we get 45-44? Do we get Rams versus Chiefs on Monday Night Football in 2019? That was one of the most unbelievable football games, offensive shows that I have ever seen. Is that what we get? Even against good defenses, is that the performance we get? And can Josh Allen prevail? Because what I think I'm interested in, I know what Bills fans are interested in, is can Josh Allen at his best beat Patrick Mahomes at his best? Because until that happens, or until Josh Allen, and maybe these two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Maybe you don't have to do both to prove that Josh Allen is, at his best, better than Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you don't have to win a Super Bowl if you're Josh Allen. Frankly, just like wins aren't quarterback stats, Super Bowl victories are not quarterback stats, but it is how the greatest quarterbacks are always judged. It's why Dan Marino is not thought of in the same light as the John Elways, as some of the other greatest quarterbacks of his era. Is Marino more talented or as talented as John Elway, as Brett Favre, as those guys that won Super Bowls in that era? Steve Young, right? He is as good or talented as those guys. Absolutely. He will never be really truly talked about with the Steve Youngs, with the Brett Favres, with the John Elways, because he did not win a Super Bowl. The same way that Jim Kelly went to four, there is something to be said about going to four straight Super Bowls, and he gets some level of benefit of the doubt. But he never won one. And the championship for the greatest players, and this transcends the NFL, this goes into Major League Baseball, you hear about the greats, the Piazzas, right? These guys that never won a World Series. You hear about the greatest NHL players, but they never won a Stanley Cup. These are team games. There are so many nuanced factors that go into why a team might win a Super Bowl, might win a World Series, might win a World Cup, might win a Stanley Cup, right? All of these things, they are... At some point, the greatest players, they find a way to blame you for not getting there, and it tarnishes your legacy. So maybe Josh Allen's legacy will be that he never wins a Super Bowl. But maybe part of that legacy will be that when you played your best, Josh Allen, when you played your best game, and you beat Patrick Mahomes playing his best game, that there will always be a conversation of when you are in a vacuum that Josh Allen can be better than Patrick Mahomes. And can you live with that if you're a Bills fan? Is that something you can take solace in? And I don't know that it's something I'll ever take solace in. I think at the end of the day, what is, one of the most difficult conversations Bills fans are going to have to have about the future is that Josh Allen, not just Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Two or three of those guys, probably two, will never win a Super Bowl. That's the reality. All five of those quarterbacks, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, Herbert, Jackson, all of them can and probably should win multiple Super Bowls. The problem is they're going to have to face each other too many times to do it consistently. What Kansas City's doing now, this is their window. This is Kansas City's window to be a dominant AFC threat. They may not ever dominate their division again because of Justin Herbert. Who knows what the Las Vegas Raiders are going to do? Who knows if the Denver Broncos get Aaron Rodgers this offseason? Who knows if they get a viable franchise quarterback, the Denver Broncos? Your tomorrow, your next year, is never guaranteed. And I think right now you're looking at a very dominant window for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, if you told me right now to bet, would Kansas City ever make it back to another Super Bowl after this year? The odds are low. They're really low. Because he's going to have to consistently, in wild card games, beat elite-level quarterbacks that are not that far off from him. This is not the NFC. The NFC, five years from now, who is dominating it? Kyler Murray? Matt Stafford's not around in five years. Trey Lance? Justin Fields? Are these the guys that are the next ones? 
I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what. There are five legitimate franchise quarterbacks right now established in the AFC, and it's going to cause teams who should and probably in any other year, in any other conference, would win multiple championships. So that's why this game for both the Chiefs and the Bills is wildly important. Because the window is not guaranteed. This, as much as all of us want this to be Brady and Manning. And in the Brady and Manning era, you had Roethlisberger. But who else? I mean, is Roethlisberger in his prime even close to as talented as Justin Herbert is? Is Big Ben in his prime as surrounded with as much talent as Joe Burrow is? No. Lamar Jackson is arguably the biggest X factor of all these quarterbacks. Will he be able to win in the playoffs? I'm not sure. His legacy might be that he has MVP level talent, but he doesn't win playoff games. That could be Lamar Jackson's legacy, and he'll still be a Hall of Fame quarterback. The five guys in the AFC right now that are at the top are all future Hall of Famers. So that's something to think about when you think about the importance of this game this week. Is the track, the path back here is going to get impossible moving forward. The Bills are in such a unique spot that they're gonna, if they win, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win by two scores. I think it's a blowout today. I think Cincinnati absolutely walks all over the Tennessee Titans. And that means the Bills win, they're at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't believe the Bengals are experienced enough to go to Buffalo and beat the Bills. Not yet. But that will change. And you, if you're the Bills, you may not ever have a better chance to win and get to a Super Bowl than you do this year. The same could have been said about last year. They got back this year. There has got to be a sense in that locker room. Has to be. There is good self-awareness in this organization. Maybe better than any Bills organization that I can remember in my lifetime. The self-awareness, the understanding of oneself, the, the strengths and weaknesses of the roster, of the coaching staff. That is all transparent. They know it. They're willing to admit it. And I think that's important to why they're here, is their, uh, their self-awareness. I think this roster realizes, this is probably the way it's currently constructed. Josh Allen's 258. This goes for the Chiefs. The contracts for Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will limit their ability to get back here. As much as I want this to be the next Brady and Manning, the likelihood is grim. It's not realistic. So... I think it's just time to really, A, appreciate this matchup, the greatness that it will have, but B, for the Bills to take advantage of the moment now. It has to be now. This is a terrible transition, by the way, that I'm about to transition to, but it makes a difference where you get your shoes. Runner's Roost now has two great locations in East Amherst and Orchard Park. Their expert staff has been properly fitting runners and walkers for over 40 years with top brands from Brooks, Hoka, New Balance, and many, many more. Runner's Roost is now offering 3D printed insoles for individualized support that moves with you. Their 3D personalized insoles are calibrated to each foot's dynamic pressure pattern that responds to the way you move. Visit Runner's Roost in the Village of Orchard Park or their newest location on Transit Road in Amherst or... Runner's Roost, therunnersroost.com. I'm going to take a timeout on the other side. NFL Network's Mike Giardi joins me. He was live at Bill's Patriots last week for NFL Network. We'll talk to him about this, this weekend's games, including Bill's Chiefs. So we'll do that more. So don't go anywhere here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Nate Geary, and welcome to a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday brought to you by Runner's Roost. It makes a difference where you get your shoes by Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, the area's premier entertainment destination, and by Isaac Heating and Air Conditioning. When you need us, we'll be there. We're going to the Western Hotline now because NFL Network's Mike Giardi joins the show here to help me talk about A, some Bills Chiefs preview, but B, a slate of games uh, across the NFL this weekend that is sure to hopefully not disappoint. Mike, good morning to you, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us, as always. We very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, you were in Buffalo last week, correct, covering the game? That is correct. Okay, so have you thought out? <laughs> um, you know what's funny about it is the press box was awfully cold in the aftermath. So, like... You get, you know, you're like, oh, I finally get off the field, like get outside, get inside, you know, warm up, and then the press box was was uh, was not that pleasant either. So it took a little while, but I'm 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 there now. Yeah, listen, uh, in the broadcast booth where I was, uh, John Murphy, Eric Wood uh, doing the play-by-play here for us at the, on the radio. Um, they really like the game, you know. They like to feel the game, so they had the window open. <laughs> <clears throat> They used to be friends, that's I thought. Not, that's not that's not cool. Right, no, it's not. But, you know, I was like, come on, guys. We've got parabolic mugs for this. Like, we, we've got technology. You guys are – but good for – I mean, they were the ones with their face in it. You know, I was a little bit far back, so I didn't quite get all the effects of it. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was chilly. But considering that, considering being out there, knowing what it felt like, how much more impressive was what the Bills did, particularly offensively, um, in those conditions – there's a sense that cold with the combination of wind makes it very impossible. Um, but that was cold enough where I was like, I wasn't sure what the offensive output for either team was going to be. I actually thought Mac Jones played better in the cold than I thought he was going to. But overall, what is, is the level of how cold it was made it that much more impressive what, Bill, what the Bills and Josh Allen were able to do on offense? Yeah, I mean, it certainly helped that there wasn't a ton of wind, but just that cold and not being able to feel your hands, like the moment that you expose your hands, like in that weather, you, you feel it. Your fing- your fingers start to go, you know, burn, you know, you get that sensation. Yeah. And for Josh to sling it like he did was um, absurd. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's about as – I thought that I had seen the best of Josh Allen – the day after Christmas in Foxborough, when I know his numbers, he's had better numbers, but I just thought the way he played that game in Foxborough with the control that he had, taking what they gave him, but then, you know, when he had the opportunities pushing the ball down the field was, you know, next-level stuff. I mean, that, that what we saw last weekend was that and, you know, times 10. I mean, it was just the efficiency, uh, the ball placement on some of those throws, just phenomenal performance and uh, – you know, there was. I, I think I had the stat before. He was three and two in 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 freezing temperature. You know, but thirty two and below, and you're like fifty percent completion. I know some of that was back in his first and second year, but you're like, you know, maybe he just doesn't adjust as well to this, or maybe this is just what it's like. And then all of a sudden, you know, he he, he throws more touchdowns and interceptions. I mean, than incompletions in the game, and you're like. I think that that uh, that topic can be put to bed now. Yeah, I would say so. Mike Giardi here of NFL Network joining us here on the Western Hotline. So I, I obviously the this Bills 
Chiefs matchup, I, I I just kind of started the show by talking about how I think everyone sort of wants to build it up as the next Brady and Manning matchup. And I I sort of my thought on it is I think the talent and the ability for this matchup to be that is there. I think both quarterbacks are good enough to to allow yourself to think about that as a long-term matchup. I just think that Mike in the AFC with the level of quarterback play, the young level of quarterback play that's under 25 years old almost guarantees that this won't be a long-term matchup. I mean, you think about guys that were talked about in the same breath, like right, like the Russell Wilsons and the Aaron Rodgers, and they really have not been able to consistently make it back to the big game, or even in the NFC Championship game, for that matter. So when you think about this matchup and how good it could potentially be, how do how do you find a path for this to be a regular thing down the line, considering these are going to be two quarterbacks that are getting $200 million plus in the next couple of years, and how hard that will be to repeat what we're going to see tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, look at that. That's the key, right, is to be able to maintain the supporting cast uh, as their contracts rise. Now, you know, the cap's going to jump big time uh, in the next couple of years. As, you know, we've had a little bit of a down period here because of COVID and and that, that stayed stagnant. But I, I think with the new TV deals, you know, you're talking about the potential for the cap to jump, whatever, in a couple of years of $30 million. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, you can still sort of, you know, if you're smart with your cap, you can still sort of manage to put a good roster. It, it does put a premium too on obviously the drafts where, you know, that's cost control talent and slotted talent where you don't have to worry about that for three, four or five years, whatever it may be. So you, you have to do a good job there. But I just think having the, 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 the ultimate chess piece in place, which is the quarterback, uh, is massive. You know, it was massive for New England for 20 years. Uh, it was massive for whoever had Peyton Manning. You know, you kind of go down the line. Green Bay with Rodgers, and I know Rodgers hasn't won at the level um, that he probably should have, and that's, that's another discussion, I guess, for another day. But, like, th- th- just that piece is important because you can build off of that. And those guys, as we've seen, uh, in their in their young careers here have been able to elevate you know teammates elevate the team in, in big moments and you know you got to do it consistently but th- there's certainly good promise if you're in Buffalo and in Kansas City knowing that you have those guys long term I know I'm kind of asking you to go like 20 years into the future here but <laughs> I think this is one of the um, I think more unfair things and this goes beyond the NFL this goes into all pro sports team sports right where the greatest players regardless of the statistics that they put up and all the winning that they do, they ultimately do get judged on the number of championships that you'll still make a, you'll still make the hall of fame. No one's going to hold it over to your head, but at the same time, your legacy sort of gets judged on your ability to win championships in a team sport. That may be an unfair sort of level of critique, right? But I, do you get the sense that we may as a collective football fan, have to change the standard of these five quarterbacks, right? And I think of Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, and Burrow. That there's a good chance, Mike, that two of them, maybe three, will never win a Super Bowl. And I think all five have Hall of Fame potential. The problem is, like, I think we'll always, as a society, just as a sports fan, look at them and say, well, their careers, their legacy, and I, you said it with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, he probably should have won more than he has, but... He has won, and I think that won't ultimately be held over his head because Favre won one, but he hasn't really been to his – he's only been to one, right? Like, he's got to get to that game again, and I think he's got a, probably a decent chance to do it this year. But I guess is should the standard for these five quarterbacks in the AFC be loosened a little bit from the standard that we seem to hold all athletes over that you sort of have to win the championship to be considered the true, one of the true bests? Should it be? Yes. Will it be? Probably not. I mean, you know, the 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 – sports radio culture, the the debate shows that we've embraced, well, we've embraced, that have been embraced all across, uh, you know, the, sure. the major platforms. Like, that's that's the easy discussion. Well, you know, Joe Burrow doesn't win titles. You know, how great is Joe Burrow? Well, you know, there, there's more to it than just Joe Burrow. You know, there's, there's what they put around him. There's, you know, like, just currently you look at Cincinnati and you say, Boy, he gets hit a lot. They really need to find some offensive linemen there to help protect him to make sure, you know, 10, 12, 15 years from now, he's still doing what he's doing, you know, yeah. as opposed to all of a sudden he's one of those guys that he's battered and bruised and he gets the happy feet and he's never the quarterback that we think he's going to be. So, you know, I agree with you, like, especially if all those guys stay in the conference, that it is going to be hard to to run together 
you know, three, four, five trips to the Super Bowl uh, and win a few of those. But, you know, I, I don't know that we as a society will, uh, will will be wise enough to step back and say, you know, we don't we don't have to just judge them on, on the number of championships. You know, it's, it's, these guys are playing at a high level, and if they continue to play at a high level, we should just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, and, and frankly <laughs> – I didn't even mention Deshaun Watson, who is still technically in the conference um, and where he ends right. up. I wouldn't blame – if you're Deshaun Watson, Mike, you're probably saying to yourself, like, yeah, get me to an NFC team as soon as I can. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad, right? Right. Yeah, I, it, it's, it is wild just to think the depth of this AFC conference and, and where, they're, where it's going. And, and if you're Pittsburgh, how the heck do you get any of these quarterbacks that are potentially thinking about switching teams to come to this conference. It's just, it's an uphill battle. If you're Pittsburgh and you're trying to appease to Aaron Rodgers this offseason, you're going to ask Aaron Rodgers to leave the NFC where he's probably, with him and Brady, far and away the two best quarterbacks. Then how long Brady, how long is Brady going to continue doing this, right? So I, I don't know. I just I think if you're an AFC team that doesn't have one of those guys, you're in an uphill battle trying to get one and even convince one that has a choice to come here in this conference to play. But I wanted to switch gears. I know we're talking a little bit about Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I want to talk about that 430 game today in Tennessee. Um, right now, the Vegas line has Tennessee as four-point favorites at home. Mike, where do you stand on this matchup? And, you know, I think we're probably looking at, on paper, a matchup of true weaknesses versus strengths. In particular, Tennessee is one of the best play-action teams in the league, and Cincinnati is one of the worst defenses at defending the play-action in the league. You look at the Cincinnati offensive line, like you mentioned, not great, one of the bottom five units in the league, going up against a defensive line that has three separate players with eight-plus sacks. What does this matchup ultimately come down to, and how big of an impact do you really expect Derrick Henry to play, considering I know he's healthy and he's playing, but he hasn't played in a while, and he's got a steel plate in his foot. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting one, right? We're all going to be watching that. Now, the reports from, from Tennessee is that there are no limitations on, on you know, there's no snap count number. There's nothing that he's shown them everything he needs to do and that they're going to they're going to insert him into the lineup just like it was, whatever, 10 weeks ago. Um, I would say that because of the job that Foreman and Hilliard have done in his absence, that they could probably get away with reducing that workload and um, – I think it would probably be smart to do that. Now, whether they do it, you know, you're you're here in the postseason. You got the number one seed. Uh, you want to flex your muscles here early. Um, but I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge believer in Tennessee. I think that's about as mentally and physically tough a football team as we've seen in a bunch of years. Uh, they've taken on the 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 personality of their coach. Uh, Mike Vrabel, and I mean, to overcome some of the things they did and end up as the number one seed, I think it was 88 players. It might have ended up even being more that they had to run through this year. They got 120 snaps at the same time from Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, which, you know, the whole offense was built around having those three guys out there for 800, 900 snaps. Um, And again, to be number one seed and to get that by was just, uh, it speaks to, a whole bunch of things that are going on in, in Tennessee that, that they ought to be really proud of. And I, you know, I'd be surprised if they did not uh, put their best foot forward today. And kind of thinking of in, in the same game, moving into the, into the evening game, the San Francisco and green Bay, it, it, it just kind of looks like it's playing right into the green Bay's hands. It's looking like sub zero temperatures at kickoff. You're, you're playing a, a California team who. I will say is probably meant is built maybe better than anybody to win this sort of game because they do have the rushing attack. But I'm wondering if you think Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder injury combined with that thumb injury on his throwing hand, is there, is there just too many things for the San Francisco team to overcome in a Green Bay team that looks destined to be the NFC uh, team in, in the Super Bowl? Yeah, what was it? it was a couple of years ago when San Fran made the run to the title and they, they, they smoked Green Bay in the playoffs. And it, I think Garoppolo threw like 10 times. Like that, I think that would right. be the That's ultimate plan for San Francisco, right? We're, we're a physical team. We've seen it at various points this year, the way they ran it down the Rams' throat. It was something like 18 and 19 play drive to start the game and just run after run after run. I think that's what Shanahan would love to do. Take, take it off of Jimmy. Um, you know, enable Jimmy as sort of like the play action you know, if it's not there, just throw it away. So he, he avoids the the seemingly big mistake that he makes relatively every single week, yeah, uh, and, right. and certainly last week against the Cowboys when he brought it back in. Yeah, they're 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 tough. They're built they're built for it. But you know, Aaron is playing at an incredibly high level. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Um, that 
their ability to, you know, we talk about Josh and what he's been able to do in the cold, what he did last weekend. You know, that seems to be routine for, for Rodgers as well. So um, that'll be a fun game because I think it'll be a close game. But in the end, I just think, you know, the Rodgers factor, Devontae Adams, that's a little bit too much for, for San Francisco. Yeah, I just I think with San Francisco's defensive backfield right now and you don't know what you're going to potentially get with Nick Bosa, who's coming back from a – what looked like might be an injury that would have kept him out of this game. The fact that it didn't, um, you know, he's going to fight through that. And, uh, and you know, I know he had a concussion thing, but it, it looks scarier than a concussion, that's for sure. Um, I want to quickly, Mike, ask you about the Sunday uh, the, before the Chiefs game, the, the Los Angeles Rams uh, visiting Tampa Bay. And we know that the Rams are 2-0 and over their last two games against Tampa Bay. What do you expect from that matchup? And, you know, do, do you believe the injuries to the Tampa with, with Tampa Bay that they're dealing with right now? Obviously, um, we don't know if Leonard Fournette will be activated today. They've got until today to do that. Let's just assume they don't have Leonard Fournette for this game. Is there a path for you that they can beat the Rams at home? And I mean, I guess is that is that what you're almost guessing is going to happen? Well, I'm more concerned if I'm Tampa Bay about the health of Wirfs and, and, and Ryan Jensen, because if you don't have those two guys playing at their peak, which, you know, peak in, in January, if you will, because as we know, everybody's beat up at this point of the year. But if those guys aren't able to, to play at a high level or even play, I mean, we saw Wirfs come back in from that high ankle and, and really labor through it and, and end up having to go back out again, then that would be a massive concern for me because obviously – with Aaron Donald in that front, Von Miller, they can create a ton of havoc. And look, like any quarterback, if you can get to the guy early and hit him a couple times, even the great Tom Brady gets a little bit jumpy in the pocket. And I think that's that's a good recipe for for the Rams, you know, again, especially if that offensive line is unhealthy. And I would say the other thing for the Rams is, what Stafford are you going to get, right? I mean, he is – he has been a roller coaster. The first three, four weeks of the season, everyone's like, he's the MVP. Like, this is the perfect marriage. And then there's been dips, and he's, I think he's thrown more pick sixes, three or four this year, than anybody in the league. Like, he's, he's had some moments where you're just like, good God, you know, like, what, what are you doing? You've been in the league for 10 years, and you look like you're, you're a rookie, and you haven't, you haven't played the position before in the National Football League. So if they're going to beat Tampa Bay, I think once again, I think this should be a close game. They're going to have to get a big performance in that defensive line, and they're going to have to get the good Stafford. And I'm not sure that I've seen enough of Stafford in, in big spots to say that I would trust that they're going to get the good Stafford today. All right, before I finish off with you, Mike, here on Bill's Chiefs, I, I want to reverse back a week and ask you, watching that Rams-Arizona game, I left feeling like, a, what the hell happened to the to the Cardinals again? And their second half record with Cliff Kingsbury, it's well noted. I don't even I, whatever it is, it's not good. I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. It's just not good. I just I try to think of any other quarterback, young quarterback, that puts a perfor- a performance like Kyler Murray did last week. I mean, if it's Allen, if it's Burrow, if it's any of the, if it's Herbert, all of them are getting crucified, and it feels like Kyler has been sort of protected from that criticism. Even I, I don't know, Mike. I, I don't know if you want to blame not having DeAndre Hopkins, and I think that's a huge factor. But DeAndre Hopkins doesn't stop or hurt or hurt or help Kyler Murray's athletic ability as a runner. He looked, I he looked like Sam Darnold to me. Like that's that's how bad he looked. I'm I'm just sort of wondering what your thoughts are about that game and your concerns about how that roster is built moving forward. Well, I mean, that's an, you know, they they sort of went with the mentality like the Rams, like they were all in, you know, you sign guys like JJ Watt, you bring in AJ Green, you're, you're, you're an older team in, in many respects. So you, you certainly didn't get the, the second half results and the playoff results that you, I think that you had built for. I think Kyler's interesting because look, there's no questioning what you mentioned. The athleticism is off the charts He's got one of those arms. That, I mean, he probably has a top five, top six arm in the league when you consider the way he can drive the football. But he's been hurt every year now. Mm-hmm. And at his size, you know, we've gotten to this point where, oh, clearly the quarterback, it doesn't matter what size they are. Well, you know what? Maybe it does. And maybe we're going to swing back around on that, that having a guy that size running around and then getting hurt and then, you know, that changes your offense, the way they want to run the offense, they, the, the way they created explosive plays because of his ability to run around. Now he's less likely to do that because the shoulder hurts or the knee hurts or whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, that's 
when when you as you sit there in Buffalo and you talk about how Josh is built differently at six five, two hundred and forty pounds or whatever he is, the ability to drop the shoulder. Now you don't want him doing that all the time because you want that guy to be playing for you for twelve to fifteen years, but that's part of who he is and he has been able to be durable and that's something that Murray has has really struggled with and it's um I mean, they're obviously not going to move on from him, but I just think that that's something that they have to figure out and address in the offseason, whether that means, you know, limiting the number of times when you tell them, hey, you know, don't take off or or the hell with it, just run. And, you know, if you get beat up, you get beat up. And, yeah. you know, we'll make the decision to move on from you later on. I don't know, but it's, it certainly puts them in a bit of a bind. And to your point about not getting criticism, it's the market, man. <laughs> Arizona's right. tucked away in the corner, right. and it just it doesn't. Even when they were whatever eight and nine and zero, when they were rolling through people, they weren't getting the kind of attention. I just think it's the, it's the market. That's probably right. I, I last thing here for you, Mike, with this Bills Chiefs matchup, and I know that the media, and I'll put myself in this box. Everyone wants to make this. It's Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, and and anybody that looks at this game knows how much more layered and nuanced the conversations around this game should be. Um, what do you ultimately think will be the difference in this game, and who do you like uh, maybe to, to win this and be the be? Uh, I would sound like the team facing Tennessee next week in Tennessee. Look, I my preseason pick was Buffalo to come out of the AFC. I think they built for this moment, and I know there have been some some periods where we were left wondering, you know, if they were going to be able to reach that. I don't expect the Bills to play the perfect game again this weekend, but I think if Josh takes care of the football and gives you um, a good Josh performance. I think they're built to win in Kansas City, and you know the the addition of, you know, or sort of not the addition, but the the highlighting Devin Singletary. I think over the last five six weeks has made a big difference too. It's given the offensive line, you know, a little bit more of an opportunity to get after people as opposed to constantly rocking backwards and having to defend yourself that way. And I just I don't know. I just feel like it's Buffalo's time. So. Um, that's probably magic. I'm not. I'm not playing to the audience, but that's probably magic to their ears because I just, <laughs> I do. I, I really thought this that they were they had closed the gap on Kansas City, and then now as you watch the season, I think they're better than Kansas City. And um, you know, would have would have been nice for Buffalo to have this game at home. Yeah, agreed. You know, you look at that Jacksonville game, and maybe you know when we're talking again next week, maybe that's one of the conversations. If it doesn't go that way, like hey, you got to take care of those games. But I just I think they'll find a way. I really do. Mike, thanks so much, man, uh, as always, for being so generous with your time. Enjoy it, as always, and your insight. Enjoy the games this weekend, and um, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Mike Giardi there of NFL Network joining us here on the West Her Hotline. And a reminder, the Legends and Stars Sports Expo returns to Batavia Downs on February 26th and 27th. Come see former Buffalo Bills stars, including Doug Flutie and Steve Tasker. Other former athletes, wrestlers, and actors will also be appearing. For full details, go to Legends and Stars. Net. That's the Legends and Stars Sports Expo only at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. I'm going to take a timeout. On the other side, we'll preview the next hour. And also a reminder, 12-10, Sabres general manager Kevin Adams joins Sabres pregame, Sabres faceoff today against the Flyers at 1 p.m. right here on WGR. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. I'm Nick Erie, bringing you a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday. It's brought to you by Runner's Roost. It makes a difference where you get your shoes and by Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, the area's premier entertainment destination, and by Isaac Heating and Air Conditioning. When you need us, we'll be there. Speaking of Isaac Heating and Cooling, every day Isaac Heating and Air Conditioning provides expert installation, repair, and maintenance in the Buffalo area. Their technicians make Isaac the trusted source for home comfort. Isaac can help you with your home's heating and air conditioning needs from daily maintenance and repairs to new installations and energy improvements. Isaac's home energy assessment evaluate your home's insulation to help keep your energy costs low. And they can help you apply for New York State incentives when you choose energy efficient products such as heat pumps, uh, such as heat pumps. Take comfort knowing Isaac provides services in Buffalo that improves the quality of your life. Visit IsaacHeating.com today or call 716-685-685. 1400. I'm going to take a time out on the other side. we got Matt Perino. He's live from Kansas City. So we'll chat with him and get another preview here of Bill's Chiefs. That's coming up next here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 